0: Hey, what's up everybody? This is DJ Martin. I'm the church pastor at Parker Ford Church and welcome to our ongoing midweek teaching series, which we actually just started last week on the character of God. In this series, we're partnering with a couple of other churches uh, to ask the questions, who is God and how does he act in the world? This partnership through the series means that we're gonna be hearing from a number of leaders, including myself. I'm the church pastor at Parker Ford Church. We're also gonna be hearing from Brandon and Shannon Vining from North Point Community Church, as well as Dave Hakes uh, from Daybreak Community Church, and potentially some Netzer leaders as well. Uh, The point of this series is to ask, who is God and how does he act in the world? So whether you're watching online or listening uh, through the podcast, it's great to have you with us as we explore this vital question. If you didn't listen to last week's teaching or watch it, I'd encourage you to go back and watch the first teaching, which kind of sets it up as we look at some uh, theological explanations of what does it mean to be a people who think well about God. Um, And this is the first week of the series where we're actually getting into a specific character trait or attribute of God. We're going to be talking about the mystery of God today. Before we launch into that, I just want to bring us back to our quote from A.W. Tozer and the knowledge of the holy that's kind of setting this stage for this, uh, this series that we're going through. A.W. Tozer wrote right at the beginning of his famous book, The Knowledge of the Holy, which explains the character, uh, different character traits of God, some of the major attributes of God. He says, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about, it, about us. That's because what we think about God ultimately gives shape to how we live our lives, how we treat one another, how we seek to view eternity. And so we want to be a people who follow Jesus in such a way that we're always thinking, uh, always learning in humility more and more about who God is, and then allowing that to shape us in how we live our lives. So the character trait, the attribute of God that we're going to explore just for a few minutes together today is the mystery of god um and so we're we're looking at the uh god is incomprehensible which means uh, he can't actually be fully known that may be a funny way to start uh start a character of god um attribute series but it's actually really important for us um, because it brings us to a place of humility god is so much bigger so much greater Uh, so much grander than any of us, that thinking about him as beyond what we can comprehend is is in many ways the beginning of wisdom. It's it's taking the point, uh, the position like the the psalmists and the the writers of Proverbs invite us to um, in fearing God. Fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of worship. It's the beginning of true uh, knowledge. It's the beginning of that because it teaches us that God is bigger than us. He's beyond us. He he can't be figured out. Um, He can't just be contained. He can't be boxed in. He's beyond all of that. God is incomprehensible. An infinite God cannot be fully known by finite creatures, which begs the question, if he can't be fully known by us, if he can't be fully comprehended by us, then why should we even try uh, to get to know him? but that's exactly what the scriptures invite us into they the scriptures invite us into this this tension between God is beyond uh, beyond a formulation, and yet we are, are called to seek after him like treasure, you know, treasure his word to seek after him uh, like a pearl, you know, seeking after the kingdom of God, we're, we're to sell everything and follow after him. And so it's both of these things. Yes, God is incomprehensible. Yes, He is beyond what you and I could ever package him, or explain him. He's he's so much more beautiful and mysterious than that, and yet we're called to give ourselves fully to pursuing him, to pursuing knowledge of God, to, to loving him. So the big idea of this, God incomprehensible, is this, that God has revealed himself through the scriptures and most clearly through the person of Jesus Christ. This is why the apostle Paul says in Colossians 1, for instance, that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. This is Jesus is the picture of the invisible God. So God has revealed himself through the scriptures and through the person of Jesus Christ. And we can know God through the scriptures, through Jesus, and in submission to these primary forms of God's self-revelation, that being the scriptures and Jesus, we can also know him through church history. There's been a lot of people who are a lot smarter than you and I who have been seeking after God through the generations, and we can learn from them as well. And we can also learn through our own experiences in submission to the scriptures, in submission to Jesus, in submission to the Holy Spirit, and to church history and tradition. But God, in his fullness, is actually incomprehensible. God is far beyond what a human can comprehend. This is why C.S. Lewis points out that we will spend eternity getting to know God only to find out that there is as much still to discover about him as there was at the very beginning. Spend 10,000 years in his presence and there'll be every bit as much still to discover about who he is as there was at day one. God is incomprehensible from the standpoint of being able to fully understand him because he's so big, he's so vast, he's so good. If you're watching the video, you'll see a picture on the slide of uh, Voltaire. And he wrote uh, this famous kind of phrase that um, I think Mark Twain quoted, a number of people have quoted this over the years, but he says, in the beginning, God created man in his own image. And man has been trying to repay the favor ever since. I think it's a really helpful insight because the human tendency is we're trying to box God in. we're trying to make God, we're so often tempted to make God in our own image, to make him understandable, to make him more palatable, to make him more like me. Uh, But God is the one who made us in his image. And uh, there's always the temptation for us to return the favor to him. Clearly, this isn't the way it was designed to be. One of the verses that I often think about in connection with this uh, comes from the Apostle Paul. When he wrote to, uh, to Timothy in 1 Timothy 3.16, he said, Great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of godliness. Look at that phrase and think about it in relation to the topic today, that God in his fullness is incomprehensible. We can't, we can't contain God. Uh, the the magnitude of god in our finite minds paul the writer of of much of the new testament filled with the spirit of god who wrote you know portions of the inspired word of god he says to his spiritual son timothy great indeed we confess is the mystery of godliness he was manifested in the flesh vindicated by the spirit seen by angels proclaimed among the nations believed on in the world taken up in glory, but great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of godliness. The word here that the, the apostle Paul uses, uh, mysterion, musterion, the Greek word here, it means hidden thing, secret, mystery. In rabbinic writings, it denotes the mystic or hidden sense of the nature of God. And so the apostle Paul is, is saying just this, that, that God is mystery. But then he describes God. He says that he was manifested in the flesh. Jesus, he was vindicated by the spirit. He's seen by angels. So what he wasn't saying was that God can't be known. It's that he's saying that God uh, can't be boxed in. He can't be nailed down uh, by us. God is beyond us. He makes us in his image, not the other way around. This, especially when I was uh, young in my faith and, and just really exploring God, this verse was uh, really encouraging to me. It's a verse that I've returned to over and over again as I've sought to grow in my understanding of who Jesus is, of who God is, that no matter how much I know, no matter how much I learn or how many books I read or how many podcasts I listen to or how many classes I take, It's really important for me to understand this, that even the Apostle Paul said, great is the mystery of godliness. So it's a reminder towards humility. It's a reminder to understand that there's always going to be an opportunity to learn more about God, that the beginning of wisdom is fear of God in his greatness and in my smallness to realize who he is and who I am how small I am, how big he is, who I am in light of who he is, all of that is is trying to grasp at the mystery, the grandeur, the wonder, the magnificence, the the size, the magnitude, the, the specialness of who God is. There is only one God. He alone. He is unique. He is unique in who he is. And yet he reveals himself to us through Jesus and through the scriptures, which is amazing. Tozer, uh, at another point in, in his work, The Knowledge of the Holy, he writes, the child philosopher and the religionist have all one question, what is God like? At the outset, I must acknowledge that it cannot be answered except to say that God is not like anything. That is, he is not exactly like anything or anybody. This is This is speaking to the mystery of God. And so we have these these sort of uh, pictures in the scripture that are, are trying to grasp what is God like? He's like a shepherd or he's like the light of the world or he's, he's like uh, the salt that gives taste uh, to everything. He's, he's like a mother caring for her children. He's like a mother hen wanting to gather his chiclets. We have these similes. We have these, these images, these metaphors that the scripture writers are grasping at to try to describe God, but, but they're just pictures. They're just images to try to help us relate to him. God is not exactly like anything else. He is fully just himself. Everything else is a shadow of of his attributes, not the other way around, because he's the source point, he's the creator of it all. Uh, He's the infinite one, all of creation, everything contained within creation is finite. And so he is uh, incomprehensible in that he's incomprehensibly greater and bigger than any of us or anything in the cosmos, anything in creation. And so a few reflection questions as you take time to meditate on how big God is and his incomprehensibleness, if that's even a word. Uh, A few reflection questions for us today. How do I handle, how do you handle, how do I handle the mystery and incomprehensible nature of God? Have I attempted to fit God in a box of my own making? Going back to that quote from Voltaire, God made us in his image and ever since we've been trying to return the favor. What boxes? have you tried to fit God into that he transcends? Have I allowed God to define himself to me or has it been the other way around? Again, fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. In many ways, to return to A.W. Tozer's quote, as we wrap up here, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important part about us. So do you know that God is beyond what you can comprehend? Do you understand that he's incomprehensible? Take some time today to reflect on these questions and specifically on this attribute of God as you seek to grow. Uh, Grow in your understanding of who he is and grow as an image bearer of God. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, Appreciate your time and I hope that as we journey through more of the attributes of God that you're challenged, that you're encouraged, and that we as a people of God Um, in Southeast Pennsylvania or wherever you're at watching this or listening to this, we continue to grow in our love and our understanding of who God is. Thanks again for joining us. Go with God. Have a great day.